Hello, everybody. Welcome to the JAG Report. Uh, I am Jace Pimentel, the Executive Director of JAG, here with our uh, founder and president, Philip Dreggi, and we are here to give you a weekly update on what's been going on in D.C. with the Judicial Action Group and with the uh, current developments in the Dobbs draft opinion leak. So, Philip, uh, what's been going on in D.C. Well, with, uh, with the league, with the further developments? A whole lot. A whole lot. And you guys know this is unprecedented times that we're in for this draft opinion to have been leaked. It'll be two weeks this coming Monday. So it was on May 2nd. But, but that's unprecedented um, for a draft opinion to be leaked like that. And again, it shows the desperation of the left. We don't know who leaked it. Some people have tried to speculate it could be conservative justices, I think that's incredibly unlikely given what they're going through right now. And they knew that could happen. They wouldn't be the ones to leak it, but um, it's unprecedented. Now, some of you may not know there's been another leak. If the first one wasn't bad enough, we've had another leak and it came through Politico. And, I, and Josh, or, uh, Jace, Josh was the author of the article, Jace, but Josh <laughs> Gerstein, um, you know, they've written this. They've written this, they got the information and they put it out. And I think there's a point at which they're part of the problem. Josh Gerstein, Alexander Ward, Ryan Liza, they published another report Wednesday. And the, um, the article says, Justice Samuel Alito's sweeping and blunt draft majority opinion from February overturning Roe remains. So what happened? A week ago, now they're saying it's still the case. Well, how do they know that? Because there's been another leak telling them what's happening inside the court. There wasn't just the leak on on May second. There's a leak now. There's a second leak. Right. This it's an leak ongoing says, thing. Which is and they communicate three facts exactly in this leak. They say number one, that Alito's opinion remains the only circulated draft in the pending Mississippi abortion case. Politico has learned. In other words. In this, in this, uh, this leak, the first leak, it, arguably to try and sway one of the five justices to change yeah. or to amend the opinion, it hasn't worked. Thank God. Thank yeah, God, the, the it has not worked. That was written. That was so, first leaked. Has not been influenced and amended. Exactly. So, so this, this, uh, this second leak that they have from this week is good news in the sense that. Um, the opinion hasn't changed, but this information shouldn't be coming out. There's a second bit of information that apparently Politico has learned that's been leaked to them. They say none of the conservative justices who initially sided with Alito to date have to date switched their votes. And then finally, a third fact, alleged fact that they communicate from a leak, they say no dissenting draft opinions have been circulated from any justice, including the three liberals. We didn't know that before. Um, so yeah, that's, that's again, these, these additional leaks, this is just, they, they call it, by the way, political calls it a great crisis, great crisis. I say, guys, you're part of the problem. You're right. part of What's the crisis. What's the great crisis is the great you, crisis. You don't have to the... publish this stuff. You ought to tell the <laughs> right. people who gave it to you Take it back to where you got it from. This is horrible. This is a crisis. Don't put this out. Instead, they publish it and they go, oh, look at this. Look at this crisis. This is horrible. They're part of the problem. They're half of the problem. So a lot's happening. Um, 
course, there are um, dangerous situations for the court and the justices. And so it makes sense logically for the five vote majority, if things haven't changed, they, they ought to put this opinion out as soon as possible. I, yeah, I agree. Because you and I know there are some crazy people out there and the leaker has been hailed as a hero by some on the left when they should be condemning it. But some unstable person might think they would be a hero if they could intervene and do something to hurt a member of the court. There are people out there who think that way, sadly. And so knowing that, you and I know it, everyone knows it, the media knows it, Biden knows it, Saki knows it, they all know it, and yet they're basically encouraging the law to be broken with these protests, Jace. Oh, yeah, not even basically. It, it came from the, the horse's mouth. And this is something that I think people should know. Um, there is a, there's a law, a federal law, and I, I have it. I'm just going to read the, like the abridged version, the part that's pertinent. It's 18 U.S. Code, Section 1507. It says, whoever, with the intent of influencing any judge, in the discharge of his duty, pickets or parades in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such a judge shall be fined under this title or imprisoned. And that's, it's very important. It's a good thing we have this, this law because our judges should be impartial uh, appliers of the law to decide cases and controversies. They should not be influenced by mob rule or bribes or picketing or parades or protesting. That's that is wholly inappropriate. And so this last week, uh, Jen Psaki, who, uh, the, you know, the White House um, spokesperson, she, she was asked, what do you think about these protests that are happening outside the homes of the justices? And her response was, it's the position of this uh, White House, this administration, that, you know, we continue these uh, peaceful protests. And that, that should be really concerning to every American. And here's why. It's because the executive branch, their job, among other things, is to enforce the law. Congress exactly. makes the law through its elected representatives. Judges apply the law, but the executive branch enforces it. And we have an executive branch administration that is openly saying, it's we are encouraging you to break this law. Yep. Very concerning for a lot of reasons. It is. And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to speculate any yeah. further. It's just something that people should know that that's, that is the official position of, of this White House. And it's, it's important to know for our, our justices that we need to be praying yeah. for them against uh, mob rule. No kidding. And it's, what it is, Jace, is it's executive activism in the same way that, that we work against judicial activism. In other words, there, as Jace just mentioned, guys, there are three branches of government, right? In the Constitution, the first three articles give power to different branches. Article one is Congress. They have legislative power. They make the law. They make the rules. The executive branch, their job essentially is to enforce the law. The judicial branch, their job is to decide cases, applying the law to the facts of cases. Well, again, the executive's job is not to decide what they like and what they don't like and what they can make up, it's to enforce the law. The law is clear. Jace just read it. I want to. I want to just hit on a couple points again. This is 18 U.S. Code 1507. The law. The law. It says not a mandate or not a, not a thought, not an right. idea, not a spokesperson. The law. Right. Joe Biden, are you following the law? Merrick Garland, 
Do you have the guts to enforce the law or do you just pick and choose the laws that you like? That's corrupt. If that's what the Justice Department's doing, and that is what they're doing, and they're corrupt. Now, they can fix that today. The law says that this person shall be fined or imprisoned. That's not, you know, Jason, there's the, word, there's the word may, and then there's the word shall. Shall means no discretion, do it, period. These people are attempting to influence the judges at their homes. It directly violates the text of this statute. If Merrick Garland and the Justice Department and the White House don't want to enforce the law, then they are by definition lawless. Now, the interesting thing about it is that Amy Coney Barrett knows about this statute. So does her husband, Jesse. So does Brett Kavanaugh. So does Neil Gorsuch and his family. So does Samuel Alito. So does Clarence Thomas. They know about this law and they're looking at the other branch of government who is encouraging law-breaking against them to intimidate them and even to put them and their families in serious danger, in serious danger. So it's horrible, but there's, there's a sense in which I'm glad that the court is seeing how corrupt and wicked this branch of government is. And hopefully they don't play ball with them in any of their corruption. And here's the other thing, Jace. I know I'm a bit fiery. This is, a fiery, oh, yeah, this is a fiery topic. This is yeah. a fiery topic, and fire is a theme. What the left is trying to do is to bring fire against the justices, against the court. They're doing it openly, but they're trying to bring fire and intimidation, but it's not working. It's not working. They're holding is what this leak 2.0 from Politico shows. But here's my prayer, Jason. We've talked about this, and with our JAG prayer team, we've prayed it, Lord, Take what the enemy intends for evil and use it for good. And I believe yeah. the Lord's doing that. This fire that's been brought by the left, the Lord is using it as a refining fire to show these justices who the true opposition is. What, one other thing I want to say, and then I'll, I want to kick it back to you, but um, Clarence Thomas, when he went through his confirmation hearing, it was horrible. There was a documentary about Clarence Thomas that came out a couple of years ago, and he, he said this. He said the man that went into that hearing where he was savaged, he called it a high-tech lynching, what they did. He said the man that went into that hearing, referring to, referring to himself, he says that man is dead. Meaning there's a new man that came out of that refining fire, that crucible that the left tried to use to burn him. It backfired. Clarence Thomas is the best justice we have on the court, and it's in part because the left tried to lynch him and he knew it. And all five of these justices right now are seeing what's happening. They're experiencing the fire, this crucible. And our prayer is not, we, we wish this would not have happened, but because the left has done this, our prayer is that the Lord will use it to refine these justices even further and make them all the more useful and constitutional for his purposes, Jace. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, Nobody wins when you cave to the mob. Nobody wins. You, if you, if you, we've well, seen it in our own. E e evil wins. Culture. Evil wins if you cave to the mob, right? <laughs> right. Evil wins. If we, but nothing like we've good seen it wins. in our own cancel yeah. culture, we've seen celebrities and uh, business people, different, different people, you know, try to be canceled. And if they, if they acquiesce and they come out and they're saying, I'm so sorry, I didn't know that I did this. I, it, it, when they've done nothing, 
wrong, right? That's right. They still they still lose. They they still end up getting canceled, and then they then they're canceled, and they caved yep. to the mob. No yep. nobody you can't come out of that a winner. And so to stand up and and say, hey, we know you're coming at us and bringing bringing some heat, bringing some fire. You're sending people to pick it outside of our houses. Uh, get lost. Like I, we're not, we're not caving. We're going to exactly. do what we're going to do because we're good justices. And it, and it, yeah. And it appears yeah. that's what's happening. And that's our prayer that that will continue. Yeah. Um, very hey, good. let's, why don't we shift gears, Jason, and talk a little bit about what a, a large part of what Jag does, which is researching judicial nominees. And there's one in particular that you're working on that we want to share with people. Yeah. So this is a, a good update for what Jag's been doing. Um, and I'll kind of take this opportunity to kind of share a little bit of, uh, nose to tail on, on how we did it, not to insult anybody's intelligence, but just in case anybody doesn't know, I'll kind of go through the process. Uh, the president nominates federal judges, uh, and then the Senate gives their advice and consent. They have to vote them onto the bench. And once they're voted on, they're there for life. I mean, unless they're impeached or, or something uh, pretty extreme. So President Biden nominated this uh, woman named Nancy Abudu to be on the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals for the United States, which is Florida, Alabama, Georgia. And so the president nominated her and she had her um, her hearing. And so JAG went and did a bunch of research uh, and kind of looked up all about her and what she's what she's been doing. She currently is the strategic litigant for the Southern Poverty Law Center, which, if you don't know, is a uh, is is a an organization that has this big hate map, and they go and they do uh, all kinds of um, they. Sorry about that. I, I sorry I had to go and take. There's something beeping in my house is driving me nuts. I couldn't think. And I didn't want to be on the recording. Anyway, that's good. So, Abudu works for the Southern Poverty Law Center. She there's this they have this big hate map where they categorize Chick-fil-A, Christian organizations, Muslim organizations as hate groups. Uh, and they actively uh, litigate for just some really bad uh, ideas. She's on the record calling election integrity laws racist anything that helps protect the integrity of elections. She says those are racist measures. Um, and there's just another just parade of horribles that this person should not be on the bench. So we did a ton of research on her and we crafted uh, different research memorandum and letters and sent them other to other like-minded organizations and put together this uh, leader letter that kind of outlined here are the big three reasons why we think this person should not be confirmed to the federal bench. And then we got about 26 other organizations to sign on with us. And then I took it to the uh, senators on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, we're going to send it to the entire uh, Senate if she moves past the Senate Judiciary, but uh, she has to be reported first. So the, the senators on the Senate Judiciary uh, will have a, a business meeting where they will vote on her to be sent to reported to the Senate. And then the Senate as a whole, all the senators will vote on whether she gets confirmed or not. So we're actively uh, lobbying against her appointment saying, 
this person has shown, amongst many other things, that she will not behave as an impartial judge, rather that she is an activist with an agenda that she cannot separate from her practice of law. Uh, And so that's something we did. That's a huge function of JAG is to monitor the nominations uh, that are coming out of the White House. And if there's a, a nomination that we think is particularly a really bad idea, uh, we will um, do a lot of research on that person, decide if this is someone we want to support or ask for uh, the senators to oppose, and then put together uh, lobbying efforts, whether it's uh, me going and talking to a lot of the, the staffers or sending letters uh, to their offices or calling them, or kind of whatever it is, and just say, hey, we think this person should be opposed or supported. And here are the reasons why. And it's, you know, the senators got a lot on their plates. They, they do a lot more than judicial confirmations. And so we, we come along and, and help them in their efforts uh, with research and with lobbying to say, this is why we think you should do what we want you to do. So that's kind of what we did these last couple of weeks. Philip, we lost your audio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had it muted there. Um, thank you, Jace. Uh, one thing that I want to mention about Nancy Abudu, we won't go through the entire letter, but we will. We will, Jace. Let's go ahead and post this on our website today so that folks can check it out. Okay. Um, but some of the some of the leaders, I think there were 25, 26 leaders. I'll just read a couple of the names. Tim Wildman, he's president of the American Family Association and AFA. These organizations, they're listed for identification purposes. Because if I say Tim Wildman, some people will know who that is. Some won't. Another, William Olson, Uni Smith, Dr. Jim Garlow, Sandy Rios, Gary Bauer, Jonathan Alexander, Joseph Farah, Lords Cosio, Rob Chambers, and many, many others, leaders who all signed on to this letter. And I won't go through all of it. You guys can see that on our website. But I do want to point out one, one uh, matter that came up that's concerning, and I think it really paints the picture so uh, Nancy Abudu filed a shadow report, and that's not my term, that's her term, a shadow report with the United Nations yeah, seeking that was their involvement. Probably. I mean, it's just, really? A shadow report with the United Nations seeking their involvement in United States legal matters after she failed to convince American courts to restore or grant felons the right to vote. Now, yeah. let me explain why this is bad on several levels, but one, Um, This is a legislative decision. Article one power is legislatures decide this matter. Right. We the Um, people. We the people. So for Nancy Abudu to even be in American courts trying to convince them to strike down this statute is wrong. It's judicial activism. What's crazy here is she lost, as she should have, in American courts. Then she went to the United Nations. That's not an option. You know, if you lose a case, you don't go running to the United Nations to ask them to step in and try to influence the United States policy. Right. So this again, other super government that is not we the people, she's asking them yeah. to come in and, and uh, influence our our democracy. Yeah. And that's, she, she, <laughs> again, she, we go back to this threat to democracy stuff. It's like, that's yeah. that's a threat to democracy. That's, that's international is. influence on the decisions of we the people, that's not okay. It's not. And this is somebody who should be stopped. She should not be on the bench, guys. I think you you all know this. She should not be a federal judge. We can't stop her. I say we, I mean, you, 
senators, we can stop her. She is stoppable. There's a 50-50 yeah. Senate. But, you know, if, if 50 Republicans decide this person shouldn't be on the bench, and I, and I think they should, and hopefully they will decide that, then if Joe Manchin or one other Democrat says, I can't go there. You know, I voted for all of these activist judicial nominees, but I can't go there. I can't go with this person who wants to put the United States not only in judicial activism, but, but in United Nations style judicial activism where we're under international law or bringing international law into our courts to make decisions. Right. So I think we I can stop her. I bet you Ted Cruz will really bite on that. When he was Solicitor General of Texas, he argued a huge case that was involving the death penalty and international law, uh, trying to come in and say what Texas could or could not do with its criminal system. And he argued it in front of the Supreme Court, I believe, against Paul Clement. And uh, and he won. And the, the court said, no, we're not going to allow international law to come in and tell Texas what it can or can't do right. with its criminal justice system. And so I bet he'll really uh, bite on that. Ted, if you're watching this, uh, <laughs> go ahead and. Snap on that. Let's take the uh, her plea to the to the UN and say that is not appropriate. That's that's good. And we're gonna we're gonna pray in a minute. We want to pray for the justices. We have lots of different action items here, but we want to give you a policy action item, something very very practical that you can do. And that is, if you're in West Virginia, call Joe Manchin today and tell him to vote against Nancy Abudu. If you're not in West Virginia, call your senator and ask them to vote against Nancy Abudu. I think the earliest she would be in Senate Judiciary Committee is maybe May 26. Uh, but in any event, it's good to go ahead and, and do that now because we'd like for every Republican senator in the Senate Judiciary Committee to vote against her so that when she comes out to the floor, we've set that precedent for all Republicans to vote against her. And then we just need one Democrat to vote against her and we win. And the win is this lady shouldn't be on the bench. God bless her. <laughs> But she should not be blessed with a position on the federal bench, not with this Lifetime record that she has. This is the federal is, bench, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anything else on that, Jason? Then we're going to pray? No, no. I mean, if, uh, if anybody has questions about Nancy Abudu or just in general, kind of what we do with specifically lobbying about uh, different nominations, put it in the comments and uh, I'll try and respond or someone will respond. So, uh, that's yeah, good. that's kind of all I have on that. That's good. So, guys, let's let's pray. For the justices, um, yeah, you know, I think time. about these folks. They are not; they're just people. They're just people, just like us. You know, um, they have they have spouses, they have homes, they have yards that have to be mowed. M many of their yards probably won't be mowed this weekend. Why? <laughs> well, it's obvious because of what's happening. They have children. Their children have friends. Some of their children may not be able to leave the house this weekend. They can't do things. What if one of them's having a graduation? You know, think about it. What do we do? You know, what do we do? Um, if I don't know the ages of Justice Barrett's children, but what if one of her children is graduating high school this weekend and the family is having to make a decision? What do we do? There are crazy people out there. They came to our home. So let, let's pray for them, but let's really pray for them with the heart of God um, because he loves them and cares deeply about them right now in this, in this fire that they're in. So Lord, we pray. For the members of the court and and Jesus told us to pray for our enemies so we're going to pray first for those who are bringing havoc um, for those who seem to be opposed to life who are for abortion we pray for and we don't know where they'll come down Lord but we pray for justices Elena Kagan for Justice Sonia Sotomayor for Justice Stephen Breyer Lord 
that they would know you, that you pour out your grace and your mercy on them, and that they would come to you. We pray for Chief Justice Roberts, Lord, who right now we don't know where he is. We pray that he would come to you. Just as we prayed about the prodigal son analogy, Lord, we don't want to be the older brother who refuses to let the prodigal come home. We want to have the heart of the father, which is for all of these, whether they're serving you or not, that they would come back to you now in the name of Jesus. And we pray for the justices, these five who've been under fire, Father, for Justice Samuel Alito and his family, for Justice Clarence Thomas and his family, for Justice Neil Gorsuch and his family, for Justice Brett Kavanaugh and his family, and for Justice Amy Coney Barrett and her family. We pray for their, their children, Father, that you would protect them. And we pray that, that in this season, until the opinions released, that they would be just like incubated with you that they would be under the shadow of your wing, that they would be closer to you than they've ever been before. That as Jace talked about last week, that what the enemy meant for evil, that you would use it for good, Father, because they would be that much closer to you in the name of Jesus. And Jace, is there anything you want to pray and add to that? No, amen. I agree. All right. Hey, one thing I want to mention is if you, if you like Judicial Action Group and you want to support us, we would love it. We're not, no pressure, no pressure ever. But we do have supporters. That's how we pay the bills and do everything. So if you want to do that, we would love it. Monthly supporters are great because when those contributions come in automatically every month, it really helps us to budget and do the things that we want to do and engage in our mission of judicial renewal. So right. there's never any pressure, but we, we love you guys and really appreciate you. Many of our supporters, we, we appreciate you. Jason, any other business items we want to touch on? Yeah, uh, if you like our video, if you've watched it this far, uh, like our video, share it, uh, subscribe to our page. This will be on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Uh, find us all those places. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, we appreciate you taking interest in the JAG report, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good.